Hello, and welcome to Right to Life, Michigan's Life Beat podcast. I am your host, Anna Plymert, and Grace Hemmeke, as usual, is here with me today. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We're actually recording this on a Tuesday uh, because we have the holiday the rest of the week, which we are very thankful for. Speaking of thankful, this is our Thanksgiving feature of the podcast, and so we're just going to be going over things that happened this year that we are very, very thankful for in the pro-life movement at Right to Life of Michigan specifically in Michigan. So we're going to be going over some of those things. First, before we talk about what we are thankful for, we just wanted to let everyone know that Governor Whitmer did sign the Reproductive Health Act today. She signed it just an hour ago. Obviously, we are not thankful for that, and that is a very unfortunate event. But We choose to look to the silver lining of this, which is there are several laws that didn't make it into the final package of bills of the Reproductive Health Act. Those include informed consent for abortions, as well as prohibiting tax dollars from being used for elective abortions. We also saw that parental consent was kept intact throughout this whole process of the Reproductive Health Act going through the legislator, and so we're very grateful for that as well. Yeah, well, that's obviously not permanent. They'll probably be coming after those in the future, but we're happy to have them for now. <laughs> yes, we're trying to keep this light, and we we're, we're, have so many things to be thankful for, but in this moment... We are thankful that those bills are going to continue to inform women because they have a right to know all information regarding their abortion. And taxpayers have a right to know where their tax dollars are going and know what they're supporting with that money. Yes. Yes. So we're very thankful that those are still in place. Moving on, starting at the beginning of 2023, we're just going to go through some Uh, big highlights for us this year that we are very grateful for and obviously none of these events or milestones could have happened without our affiliates without our volunteers without our donors without people supporting us every step of the way I guess we won't really go in order Um, we'll just start out by saying things that happened this year that we're very thankful for So I think the biggest one we can probably say is that we got to partner with March for Life to host the Michigan March for Life a couple weeks ago on November 8. And we had, was it about 5,000 people come Mm -hmm. despite rain and 40 degree weather, which I'm so thankful for that we saw such a great turnout. That was just a really good show of support to legislators who were in session that day. That was awesome. Yeah, super thankful that that event turned out exactly the way that it did. We had really amazing speakers. Uh, We had Gigi, who was on the podcast last week. She joined us for that episode, and so we got to hear a little insight into her life. She was a speaker at the March, and we had so many other special people come up there and just be a witness for adoption, for telling their story about maybe they went through an abortion or just how Michigan's going to continue moving forward no matter what laws are passed or repealed. So we're very, very thankful to everyone who came to the march, everyone who um, 
supported it, everyone who covered it through the media, that's super important for us as well. I I was just going to add, if you were someone who helped volunteer with your bus or with a local group to help bring people there, we were so thankful for you. It was a huge job organizing it, and we really could not have done it without the volunteers and organizers at the grassroots level. Definitely thank you to all of those. I think they counted 80 buses. 83 buses. 83 buses from across Michigan were able to make the trip to Lansing and attend the March for Life. We obviously wouldn't have had the turnout that we did if those buses didn't make an effort and get volunteers and get people on those buses. So we're so thankful to everyone that organized that. Moving on to another event or just milestone that we had this year that we're very thankful for. We had the opportunity in August to have the Capital City baby shower and we were able to help hundreds of women in the Lansing area where we helped them them their families their babies our multicultural outreach department did an amazing job planning this event they kind of were the soul behind it all and uh, organized everything it was really great there was a pretty good turnout and we're excited because from that event we're actually going to have Uh, baby showers in several different cities next year. Because that was such a a success, we're going to have more baby showers that kind of mirror the whole event that happened. And uh, we're very excited for that. We're excited to reach out to communities and do some outreach and see who we can help along the way. Yeah, the one thing I was so impressed with after seeing the Capital City baby shower was all of the local Mm -hmm. businesses and nonprofits and organizations who sponsored tables or sponsored gift bags that was really incredible i don't know what the number was i know it was several dozen at least but and it was cool because it wasn't just i guess pro-life organizations or pregnancy resource centers we did have a lot of pregnancy resource centers there and um, giving out resources to women but we also had local restaurants we had i think there was a hair salon Mm -hmm. so just really got the attention of the local community in Lansing and everyone wanted to help their community which is awesome and so I'm excited that we can continue doing that. I would say we're thankful for multicultural outreach for coming up with that and then for everybody who pitched in and made it such an awesome day. I think they got decorators even to help mm-hmm. set up the, the park area where they had it but it looked just wonderful. We're so happy to do it. Another program that we started this year that we are very grateful um, that we're able to have the support to do is MyGen Leads. So this is our youth and young adult program that we have started this year kind of as a response from our volunteers, our affiliates, from seeing what happened with Proposal 3. We realized that we need to do more outreach to the youth. Um, that's super important for voting, for having future pro-life candidates, for keeping our laws intact, and also just spreading the pro-life message and changing hearts and changing minds definitely is a good tool to have the youth spreading that message as well. And so we have started the MyGen Leads program. It just started this year, so it's in the, not the planning stage, but the, you know, the starting up stage. And it's really cool to see all the schools that we've been able to reach out to, all the young adult groups, 
And so we're very excited to see where that goes for the next year, to see all of the youth that get involved with Right to Life of Michigan and all the different programs that are going to start up because of Jaslyn, our coordinator's efforts. Yes, we had her on the podcast was it two weeks ago, just before the march. Yes. And she gave more of an update on that. But I'm really thankful for those youth who are pro-life, who are on campuses or maybe in new jobs, who are vocal about their pro-life beliefs Mm -hmm. that is just really critical to moving the hearts and minds of the culture is to speak out and say hey this is a normal belief we believe women have the right to choose life for their baby and should be encouraged to do that we don't see a lot of that in the media so Mm -hmm. the more young people can speak up and be a voice for the voiceless that the better yeah especially i know when i was in high school and college It felt very alone to be a youth that was outwardly pro-life. And then you realize once you join these groups or you go to these events that you're not alone. And so I do think it's super important that we continue to grow our efforts in this area. We continue to grow um, messaging for them and education materials that they can take and share with their friends and family because... We need to become the loud majority. We are the majority, but we need to get loud. Um, I feel like a lot of times we just see pro-abortion activists and groups. There's a few of them, but they are loud. Mm -hmm. So it can feel very lonely. Yeah. Having those communities on campus or Mm -hmm. in your community is just, that's really important and such an encouragement. Yes, yes, definitely. So we're very excited and grateful that we have had the opportunity to do that and the resources to start that program. Well, we did some other events. I know we had my very first oratory contest, which I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to plan and get to hear pro-life youth and high schoolers all across Michigan come and give their speeches for life or for why women should have the right to choose life or against euthanasia and physician-assisted suicide. That was a huge encouragement to me, getting to see just how many people there really are in Michigan at the grassroots level who are willing to step up and in their own community just be a voice for life. And then we got to gather them all together in Lansing and have Mm -hmm. a speech contest there. So I was very grateful to have the opportunity to plan that. Yeah, such a cool event, and it's so cool to see, um, again, young students getting together and continuing to be activists themselves, to be outwardly pro-life. is cool to see that from someone who is so young. Obviously, they have very good beliefs instilled in them, so you know that they're going to be an amazing tool moving forward and be so passionate about it once they get to college mm-hmm. and beyond. That That's another thankful that I, or thing I'm grateful for, is parents and teachers and professors who help instill these mm-hmm. beliefs in students because we need that too. It's hard to speak up. And if you have an adult or an authority figure who is there giving legitimacy to this thing that you really, you feel strongly about, yeah. that just helps you speak out even more. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think on a personal level, we have a couple things that we are grateful for that we got to be involved in or just kind of see it come to fruition throughout this year in the pro-life movement. And one kind of surprising thing for me that I really have been enjoying just this year has been our new messaging. And that sounds very strange to say, 
but I'm very, very grateful for it. And I'm so excited to see what it's going to do. So obviously we know that unfortunately proposal three got passed and Michigan has always had um, laws on the books that if Roe ever did fall, that women and children were going to be protected in Michigan. I think that was a lot of comfort to people, knowing that we had those laws. Um, and obviously Roe v. Wade, what has been there, was there for over 50 years, blocking that. But since Proposal 3 passed, we've kind of seen a, a switch maybe or, or a shift in realizing that women do have the choice. They do have the option to have an abortion and we don't necessarily have any la- have any laws stopping them or protecting them. And so knowing that um, here at Right to Life of Michigan, we are trying to encourage women to choose life, to choose the other option, which is life, and going about it in that way of not denying that they have, I guess, constitutional right to have an abortion, but really trying to change hearts and minds uh, is really cool to see. And you kind of see it happen one by one. Hmm. I am really grateful for this real broad opportunity. And I'm, I'm not particularly grateful for how it came about. But I think that with the passing of Proposal 3 and with the overtly pro-abortion legislature and governor and state Supreme Court, I think that whole climate has created this sense in Michigan that there is not some, uh, there's not a legislator, there's not somebody that we can rely on right now. It's down to the community. Mm-hmm. It's down to the churches, to the PRCs, to the schools, to your your local towns, the people you know. It's just down to us to be pro-life and to move the pro-life messaging and move that needle and get people to realize this is what's going on This is how we can be a comfort and a support and a resource to women in crisis. This is how we can fight back against these people who want to hurt children. It's down to us in the communities. There's nobody else who's going to come for a while right now. Mm -hmm. So we really need to step up. And I'm just grateful for that opportunity because it's it's showing us now who's being pro-life. Who is stepping up to the plate? We have this chance and it's not something that should be wasted because we have the resources. We can reach out to women. Mm-hmm. Now we have the opportunity to do it. So I'm very grateful for that, for the the somewhat uh, hostile climate <laughs> that's created that. And that's very difficult. But I think that the character of the pro-life movement is going to be shown through yeah. the adversity in Michigan right now. And I think that's such an important thing to remember, uh, especially right now, especially with the Reproductive Health Act. That's such a good way to look at something so negative and to see that it's an opportunity to make good out of it. So we are, along with you, I'm very excited to have this opportunity and to see what we do with it and what our volunteers, what our affiliates do with it, what our um, pregnancy resource centers do with it. Very excited to see that in the future. One last thing that we wanted to mention in this Thanksgiving season, we have Giving Tuesday coming up next week, and we are doing our annual online matching fundraiser. And this year, 
our theme is supporting life, the other choice. And I think that's why I'm so grateful to be a part of that because you really see how fruitful it is and how it does change people's minds. And so we wanted to make that the focus of this fundraiser to remind people we can still reach women, we can still show them that they are strong enough, that there is another choice, and that they're going to be supported in that. And so with your help, we're, we're able to continue supporting women but um, when they do choose life and supporting women by showing them why they should choose life and um, again having them be informed about all of their options we're able to do that through our website through all of our communications and resources because of you guys because of the gifts that you give every year and so if you feel so inclined um, we do have this fundraiser going on right now on our website at rtl.org slash donate. Our goal this year by December 31st is $100,000 and that goes to our education fund. All of our advertising is used through that. All of our education, all of our outreach, we use all of those funds to continue those programs and efforts. And that is tax deductible. Yes. The Ed Fund, and will be 100% matched if you donate. Yes. Yeah. So we're very thankful for that. We really, really want to meet our goal this year. We're very excited, and we hope that you can help us in any way possible. Other than that, I think that wraps it up for this Thanksgiving Life Beat episode. We hope that you have an amazing holiday full of family and friends and turkey and just relaxing, maybe some shopping, but we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.